Gridiron Show. And when you're listening to this, hopefully, first thing on Tuesday morning, because you've downloaded it, because you were so excited it was in your inbox. We're only two days away from actual, real NFL football. So today is the time for our pre-season, post-season awards preview show. You're listening to The Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. Uh, there is still time before the season starts, or if you've been enjoying the college football season starting, or whatever it might be, to get in touch with Ben and the guys. And there are in still a couple of places on our amazing Deep South Tour, so get involved and check them out. Touchdown Trips, search it on Facebook, get to the gridiron-magazine.com and check out the link from there as well. Ben is the absolute man if you're planning to do any sports travel whatsoever. So ever. Also, before we get into the show, the season is just two days away and our Pickham's game is now up on the Gridiron website. Go to gridiron-magazine.com. You'll be able to see it just at the top of the screen there where it says your picks challenge and it's relaunched. It looks great. And what you can do, you get, uh, you go through, you make your picks, you register and you sign up for who your team is. And then it will tweet out if you wish to you can do a little tweet function. You can click on the Twitter, which generally it's a pretty little graphic of your tweets shares it on twitter for everyone else to look at looks really cool and we have got together with football america uk and we'll be giving away weekly prizes with them so if you register and put who your team is in is it put who your team is in you will then win a prize hopefully associated with the team you support so get online gridiron-magazine.com forward slash picks hyphen challenge or just click the link at the top of the page and you can get involved and you can test yourself because i've done it ollie's done it sherry's done it everyone else involved in gridiron has got in there and done their picks i think paula bandini's doing it sam quick told me she'd do it earlier she's doing the talksport fantasy league so everyone's getting involved you should get involved as well gridiron-magazine.com right coming up on the show today we're going to be looking through the latest news after the cut downs a few uh, holdout issues a few new contracts a couple of surprise players cut and we're going to be getting into our pre-season post-season awards show pre-season post-season predictions show ollie i still can't get the name right yeah you you haven't been able to get it right for about three or four seasons now so since we, we've been doing this so we need to come up like the acronym pre-season ps post-season ps awards prediction show that doesn't work well perhaps the s post-season awards those two s's right at the beginning pre-season post-season they could be silent s's one word those so, is so pup so paps paps i like it or we could even go post-season award pre-season prediction show paps the paps. gridiron paps done the right paps. it's the gridiron paps coming up so on the show later simon clancy will join us as we look through uh rookie of the year both sides of the ball comeback player of the year surprise all pro league mvp hot seats bold predictions afc title game nfc title game super bowl picks all of that still to come on the show and joining us to go through the news and the awards as well is the editor of gridiron matthew sherry evening matthew hey guys. how you doing buddy very good, thanks. Excellent. Good to hear. Good to hear. Matthew Sherry, thank you for my 
Gridiron Magazine finally making it through to uh, my, my my letterbox through my door. I've been reading it. Fantastic work all round. Well done, son. He, ha- uh, he, he has been reading it, but then left it in my shed on Sunday afternoon, so I'm going to have to re-deliver it to him. Really hurtful. <laughs> Sorry, Ollie. I, I know neither of you are very happy with me at the moment. It's true. It was, that's, that's where fine. it was. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost the biggest snub I've ever had up Ollie, you told me in February that he'd be coming to visit me at some point in the spring and he's yet to turn up. Unbelievable. It's all right, mate, but at least you had a good time on the old uh, TalkSport um, uh, Fantasy League, yeah? I-, I got you in on that, right? No, mate. <laughs> this, is, this is so hurtful. Apparently, apparently when there's 14 players, the guy who is your second most frequent guest on that show behind Mike Carlson. <laughs> yeah, good point. Isn't worthy of a spot. It's a disgrace. Do you want my spot? No, mate. You can have it. I've drafted okay to have my spot. I drafted yeah. all the players that I like. If I you don't... like me, you'd have, got, you'd have got me involved at the start. I mate. do like you, man. Don't do this. This is hurting me, big style. Uh, guys, just a bit of breaking news while we're on the show. I don't know if we've got any kind of breaking news drop or if you're just going to do your beeps, Ollie. Gridiron breaking news. Bill O'Brien has just confirmed that Sunday's Jags Texans game will be staying in Houston. Whoa. That's a lovely thing. Yeah, absolutely great news because there was talks of them switching the two games. I mean, it was lucky they were starting off with a divisional rival, but they will be being played in Houston, which is fantastic news. We're obviously off to Houston as part of the Gridiron Tour, and that's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting situation going to a city that suffered through what they have over recent months. It's fantastic that the city is getting back on its feet and will be staging such a major event this coming Sunday. So great, great news. Really, really pleased. I think it's incredible to think that the place where we went only six months or so ago, mm-hmm. seven months ago, a lot of the avenues going into the city centre could be underwater <laughs> or could have been underwater and devastated. It's just crazy to think. And I know no other country in the world is probably better prepared in fixing fixing up, you know, from this disaster. But it's just insane to think that the the devastation that all that rain caused, and we were we were just there, and we'll be going back. I, I made, just crazy. And I think some of the stuff that JJ Watt has been doing, and others, the American Red Cross, some of the relief work has just been amazing as well. Well, I don't know about you, Sherry. I, I, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, I won't obviously get to see because I'm not with you guys for the early part of the tour. I'll be in Tuscaloosa at that point, I think. Um, but yeah, it's. Some of the sites. I mean, I've seen. I've got some good friends in Houston as well, and and kind of been staying in close contact with them. But I think playing this game is really important this week because I don't want to kind of over amplify the importance of sport. But I always think in this kind of situation, it does offer a welcome distraction and and kind of a at least an idea of what normality is again for for them to be posting the telling that's really good news it's it's it, it's not you know it, obviously everything is different but uh the 2001 NFL season the New York teams yeah, exactly. playing after 911 the 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 when the Saints finally could get back in the Superdome they couldn't even play pre-season there and when they did have that first game how big that was for the city like sport can be genuinely restorative in these situations and yeah I'm really genuinely delighted and they're playing the Jags they'll get a win as well 
Uh, the Blake Bortles ja- Jaguars as well. So the Blake yeah, Bortles led Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Just in case you want to get your picks in on the Gridiron Pick'em game, there's one for you for free. Uh, let's go through. There's kind of lots of different bits and pieces to get into that have happened over the last week. But let's start off with uh, the, the kind of the franchise tender situation because we're going to get into Aaron Donald and the Rams defense a little bit later on. Le'Veon Bell is officially back with the Steelers. The Steelers star running back returned to the team facility briefly last week to take his physical and has now signed his 12.1 million franchise tender. I think we all expected that to happen and and something I, I would expect them to try and nail him down longer term, particularly you know, depending on Big Ben, if he's going to keep flirting with uh, retiring every single summer like he's done recently. Uh, interestingly, that, uh, that uh, Dwayne Brown uh, has, has uh, said that he is uh, planning to uh, definitely play football this year but is still currently refusing to say when that will be. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's a difficult one because it kind of then harkens back to what we've just been talking about with Houston and the fact that they're playing that game there this weekend. And if he is going to play this year, then surely he should play on Sunday in those circumstances and accept that you're already a multi-millionaire. I accept that the players get a really bum deal in, in the NFL more so than any other sport that I can think of. But ultimately you are kind of quibbling from a very privileged situation and you just feel like everything that's gone on in that city if he was holding out permanently then then I would have a different opinion but if he knows he's going to come back at some point I would think as a bit of solidarity shown it would be nice to see him on the field on Sunday uh, he, uh, in the interview, in the con, uh, comments, he said he he, he kind of did come out and he did say that how tough it was considering the situation and considering how much he loves his teammates and and everything else. Um, he, I, uh, Rick Smith's just come out and said he's under contract for two more years. That's our position. I always do. I, I, I hold out. I get you as you're saying that players have it a bit bum in the NFL. The bum deal in the NFL in terms of what the their the contracts that they get and the power that the teams have over them. But when you've got two years left and you are earning nine plus million dollars yeah, this absolutely. year, you're 32 years old as well. I, I, he's a left tackle who should be able to play for another four or five years potentially. But yeah, this one kind of starting to, to, to smell rotten a little bit. I, and it, as I say, in the circumstances of kind of, I've just said you don't want to overplay the importance of sport, but it, it, in kind of the, the counterpoint of that, you can surely see how insignificant this is when you're just watching what's going on on your own doorstep a week ago. So just kind of suck it up and get on with it, I think. Sherry, I don't think you've ever, ever, ever said anything better than what you've said in the last two or three minutes. Thanks, Matt. Great work. <laughs> good good work, everyone involved. Um, Steel- you didn't mention you, Will. I see you've just thrown yourself squarely into that mix there. Sorry, what, yeah, what mix? What? Well, he he, he praised what I'd said. Nothing to do with you. You've just said good work, everybody involved. So you've you've now brought yourself into the mix of praise, which is very BBB of you, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I thought that... uh, I don't know. I have no way of justifying what I've just done. Uh, So let's move on. Uh, The Steelers. We talked about Left Bell already. Martavis Bryant has been officially cleared for the regular season. I think we all expected that to happen, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's off the drugs and he's ready to go. Apparently, <laughs> he's off the drugs. Fifteen <laughs> touchdowns in twenty-two Fifteen touchdowns in twenty-two games. Is that the stat you've just come up with? I just come up with it. He's a he's a fantastic wide receiver. 
He could be the best wide receiver in the NFL if he plays the next two years. Well, it could be. He could be if he stays off the drugs. Well, uh, and apparently his off-season, I read a piece about him around six months ago, and his off-season was spent in Nevada, which sounds terrible, but actually it was like two hours outside of Vegas in a remote desert hut, I believe. Eating cookies. And he just completely... They reckon he's turned it around more so than some of the other players who we see come off these kinds of suspensions. Which... It's really interesting because uh, I, I, you've been, I know, in fact, you've been watching Hard Knocks. Um, Doug Martin, like, I know you. Every, anyone can say what they want to say and people have said all the right things before and then fallen off. But he felt, Doug Martin felt genuine when he talked about the fact that he'd been offered another opportunity and he realised how much he'd screwed up first time round and... Yeah, how ready he was to be now living a clean lifestyle and get himself sorted and he clearly has been working really hard and it is nice to see I'd like I'm all I'm big 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 fan of redemption rehabilitation of giving people a second chance when they deserve it and it's good to see these players actually trying to turn themselves around let's hope it let's hope that the proof is in the pudding and, and don't get me wrong it's not to do that's not me saying that you know if somebody's smoking weed then they need to turn their lives around because there is a conversation that needs to be had about the use of marijuana as a pain killing source in the NFL and the fact that it's now legal in an increasing number of states in the US but not legal for the NFL and it's not really a performance enhancing drug all of that needs to be had in the conversation but I just think if it, it's currently illegal to use it so don't use it yeah. for fear of losing your job. And you've you got to be getting paid more than enough money to resist that temptation. I mean, basically, you could have an entire marijuana farm a hundred times over if you just fulfil the level of talent some of these guys have got. Just get to your thirties, retire, and then get as high as you want. Well, uh, well, we on the Gridiron Show or the Gridiron Magazine are not endorsing that, please. I am fully endorsing. Okay, that. fine. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, talking about players returning to the NFL or returning back to their previous homes. Brock Osweiler is again a Denver Bronco. This is insane, Sherry. Just doesn't make any sense. Well, it does kind of make sense because they need a backup quarterback. But so they need a backup quarterback for five weeks while uh, um, uh, while Paxton, Paxton Lynch, Lynch is getting over that injury, but. I think, can we can we just say as well, Paxton Lynch's career highlight at the moment is increasingly looking like outshining Ollie Hunter in terms of hand size as well. <laughs> that, yeah. That's his great moment. It really is, because I can't think of any others. I mean, it's just hilarious how Osweiler didn't want to go to the ring ceremony or anything else, and now is back in Denver. It's, I think it's one of the great stories of the last 18 months. I, I um the 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 fact that Browns and we like I'm not going to slate the Browns in any way because we totally understand that they took on that salary in order to buy the draft pick essentially. But the the Andrew Brandt uh, friend of the show tweeted out their QB payroll for this year. They currently have f- uh, five quarterbacks that they're paying this season. Uh, they're paying Woodrum four hundred sixty five thousand dollars. I don't know who that is. Uh, they're pay- <laughs> they're paying Hogan. I know who that is five hundred forty thousand dollars. Cody Kessler's getting six hundred four thousand dollars. Deshaun Kaiser is a high round draft pick, admittedly getting two point two million dollars. And Brock Osweiler is getting fifteen point two two five million dollars. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <laughs> Whilst the Broncos pay him seven hundred seventy five grand to essentially be their third stringer. I feel like there's a whole ESPN thirty for thirty to be made about the Brock Osweiler. Just general last two years. It's going to be great when it's made. I'm really looking forward to it. 
Uh, one big surprise from the Broncos this past week, uh, I think certainly for the player and, and for a lot of people involved, TJ Ward. Uh, didn't stay on the market for long, ended up signing a one-year deal with the Buccaneers worth up to $5 million. But yes, they cut the uh, the aging safety and Super Bowl winner from their defence. And much to the chagrin of a lot of their own players, a lot of their own players spoke out about how he definitely shouldn't have been cut, how he's a respected teammate, etc., etc. But just 30 years old, he's now going to be joining Chris Conti and Keith Tandy in the starting safeties list at the Buccaneers, as well as rookie Justin Evans. I spent a decent amount of time around Denver when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I was obviously I was in Denver for the championship game and, and a bit of the week leading up to it and, and the Super Bowl. And he was very much a Pied Piper figure in the in the locker room. So I can kind of believe that a lot of the players would be just would be annoyed about it. And and to me, it it adds a massive unnecessary headache for Vance Joseph in the fact that. It's a good play gone, but if he does have that kind of influence in in a locker room that, from all accounts last year, was already quite tumultuous anywhere between offence and defence, I, I think that makes an already tricky job for a rookie head coach a, a lot harder. And you've lost to Marcus Ware, of course, who's retired, uh, added on top of that. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's not the strongest position they've ever found themselves in. Justin Simmons, apparently, second-year guy, has really impressed, and that's why they felt they could cut him. But, um, uh, yeah, you're not keeping people happy with that, and he wasn't earning a huge amount this year. Maybe could have kept him around? Is there one of those guys at the back end of your roster? I think it's always important to be aware of, of locker room chemistry as well as kind of the, the nuts and bolts, black-and-white decision-making of, of being an NFL GM as well. So... It'll be definitely one that bears watching throughout the year, I think. Uh, let's start. Let's stay with TJs and safety TJs. Miami Dolphins have given TJ McDonald a new contract, despite him being suspended for first eight games of the season for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. Uh, he signed a new four-year contract worth $24 million with $10 million guaranteed, the largest ever for a player on a multi-game suspension. What's guaranteed? Yeah, I've never heard of guaranteed. 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 It's like guaranteed. Like <laughs> no, it's, it's guaranteed. I'm giving you the guarantee wow. that it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that's Amazing. how much I've got to say about how, that. Uh, yeah, uh, TJ McDonald, Dolphins, uh, big fan. Sherry, what? yeah, I mean, not not hugely a fan of the move, but I'm kind of. I'm kind of on the train that the Dolphins are doing a lot, a lot of things right at the moment, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And they will have a very nice safety tandem when he returns from suspension in week nine, at which point I imagine the Dolphins might already be out of the playoff mix. Yeah, big big fan of Rashad Jones, who they've kept around. Uh, not so sure about Nate Allen. I mean, ultimately, I, I do believe in the NFL generally now, and if you look at the last, I've had, I don't know, maybe five, six Super Bowl winners, they've all had at least one outstanding safety. Like that is fact. I think it's the most undervalued position in the NFL. I think it's it's turning around as well, though. I think beyond the fact that you've obviously got teams with great safety tandems like the Seahawks, like the the Broncos did have, etc. Like people, you've seen the number of highly drafted safeties over the last three years has gone right up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And guys getting drafted in kind of the top fifteen range. Now we got, I think we had two this year, but then I think we had. Maybe nine safeties in the first two rounds of the draft. It was a, it was an incredibly high number. So, yeah, I think the NFL is cottoning on to the fact that that is a hugely valuable position in the way that the game's played now. 
Uh, Indianapolis Colts, they have removed Andrew Luck from the pup list, but then confirmed that he will not play week one against the Rams. Scott Tolzien, given that news on his birthday, uh, that he'll be starting. They did acquire quarterback Jacoby Brissett from New England in exchange for Philip Dorsett, the speedster, who never really made a huge amount of an impact. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will surely be starting for the Colts by next week once he's got his head around the playbook, right? Uh, it looks that way because Tolzien is, is pretty terrible and at least there's a bit of upside with Brissett. I mean, I'll be honest when I say I've, I genuinely thought he was potentially going to get cut by the Patriots anyway. So I'm, I'm not convinced that he was amazing in that fourth pre-season game, but I'm not convinced he is anything like the player that he's kind of been made out to be since that deal was made. So, yeah, but you would think he'd get a chance. And great for him because he's he's a really good guy, great guy in the locker room, and, I, and I'd like to see him play and have a couple of good performances. And then they've got a nice, cheap, long-term backup with some trade value. Yeah. They still hope that Luck will start week two. Uh, they they, go, they have the Cardinals in their own house week two and then the Browns at home before going to the Seahawks on Sunday night football in week four. I mean, they kind of desperately want Luck to be back for that Browns game before they go to the Seahawks in prime time. Because actually, looking at that schedule, depending on how you feel about the Browns this season, we could very much be seeing an 0-4 Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I, I'm not sure the, rost, the rest of the roster's in that great shape. Certainly not good enough shape that you would see them overcoming a luck injury, so they need to get them back as uh, quickly as possible, I'd suggest. Combine that with Ryan Kelly being week-to-week. Vontae Davis still a few weeks from coming back. Just not in the strong, not, not in a great position, the Colts going into the start of the game. Arguably their three best players. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Outside yeah. of maybe T.Y. Hilton, who I would say is in that mix as well. Not good. Uh, yeah. Not good. Players coming off the puff li- pups list. Chargers top pick Mike the Williams. Puff list. Is the that puff the list. <laughs> All right, mate. Let's talk about people making errors today, shall we? <laughs> no, no, and no. Then, let's, and uh, then think about you think, mocking me on the podcast. Think about your actions. Okay. Go uh, Mike Williams has been activated off the physically unable to return list by the Chargers. Oh, mate. It's not the pup. It's not the pair list, is it? It's the pup. Oh, who cares? Pup. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, and Mike Williams, who is, uh, uh, you know, nice to, it's just nice for the Chargers to have a player coming off injury rather than being injured. Uh, and they also, in the better news of the week, they cut Josh Lambeau and kept Koo. Koo must be everyone's new favourite player that, in the that league. That should have been the lead. We've really buried the lead here, haven't we? That is everybody's favourite kicker now. Young Hoku has been drafted in... I, I'm in something like seven, eight fantasy leagues, which is ridiculous. But Young Hoku has been drafted in all of them. Perfect. Absolutely all of How them. How many times have you drafted Young Hoku? I haven't yet, because I've never had the chance to, because I am very much a man who is like, I'm not taking a kick before the last round. Yeah, yeah, I refuse you're right. to. You're right. Uh, so yeah, Young Hoku is the new kicker at the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sure I've said San Diego at least once in this podcast today. Uh, and uh, at least there's some excitement for the fans who will turn up to StubHub Center throughout this season. Hopefully, he's surely not going to be allowed to do any of his uh, fancy tricks, though. Surely. I mean, what what a what a great addition to the season it would be if he was. Yeah, I would be all in. I, like, if if your team was like three touchdowns up and he was coming out to take a kick, I'd just be like to the line, just let him do. If tell him he's allowed to do the trick, we won't. We'll step back. We'll just let him do it. I mean, if he's not going to do it in preseason, you know, 
right. I don't want to. I don't want to. You, you're putting a dampener on it. You're throwing a spanner in the works. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Today. But if you've not seen that young Hoku, oh, it's great. Then, uh, then give it, uh, give it a look because it is well worth seeing. Should we move on to the awards and the pups as we have renamed them? Yeah, I've got some music. The postseason awards preseason predictions special show. Add an extra S. It still works with the paps though. Yeah, paps. I wanted to pup some in ago. Just talking about the pup list. It's all going wrong in the studio where we look at the rookie of the year, both sides of the ball, the comeback player of the year, the surprise all pro, the league MVP, the hot seat, hottest seat, the bold prediction you genuinely believe in, and we predict our championship games and Super Bowl. Simon Clancy is running just a touch late, but will join us on the line momentarily. Gents, let's kick off with our offensive rookie of the year, and Matt Sherry, I will come to you first. Well, Clancy's just actually texted me, can't be bothered to turn up yet. But Unbelievable. His, 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 his Jordan. The level of defamation for this man is, is disgraceful at this point. And this is a guy who regularly like to say when he's on a podcast, I love the podcast, you never ask me on it. And this, this is what happens when we do. <laughs> yeah. So who did he pick? He picked Joe Mixon. But didn't he, didn't he quite like the look of McCaffrey as well? No, that was that was me, mate. I don't oh, know why right, you right, think right. that you can read the tea leaves, Ollie. It's really bizarre, actually. I don't right. think that you can read people's minds. But ultimately... Look, I'm backing. I'm backing Joe Mixon as well. That was my pick. So I'll, I'll, I'll bang the table for Clancy. Talent, opportunity. Look how many touchdowns Jeremy Hill, who is based on pure talent levels, a worse running back. We back that we believe than Joe Mixon. Uh, if he can get anywhere like those sorts of levels, Jeremy Hill did. There is issues there. Those bookend tackles who they took high, who desperately need to perform that offensive line, could prove a real issue this year. But Joe Mixon, offensive rookie of the year. Nail it on the board. I'm going to go for McCaffrey oh. for multiple reasons. Mixon is the, the guy who is very much in the mix with him for me. But ultimately, he's going to get the ball in so many different situations. He's going to return a couple of touchdowns. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. And I think there's elements of that with Mixon. But I just think Carolina is so committed to what they're trying to do with McCaffrey and they've drafted him so high. I think he'll get a lot of opportunities and make a lot of splash plays. And ultimately if it comes down to a contest between the two of them, then you go for the guy who wasn't video recorded punching a, a, a very <laughs> young girl in the face. Right, you, I mean, that's not normally the, the way the decisions are made by these uh, councils, I'm sure. But uh, if it's going to come down to that, good, good for you for taking that moral high ground. Thanks, Matt. I was going to go for McCaffrey, mainly because I love the guy. But uh, because you've gone for him, Sherry, uh, and I won't go for Mixon... I think Kareem Hunt. I think it just he's been very fortunate to land in a spot where the the lead running back is gonna is going out injured. I know he was uh, Spencer where that is. It's Kareem Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs. Those who don't know, um, I, I haven't seen much of him to be honest. But I think any running back in Andy Reid's system, a system that it relies on running backs. You've got a quarterback in Alex Smith who kind of needs that out outlet of having a running back who will go north to south i like kareem hunt there i think he will do very very well andy reed the running back whisperer at least for fantasy fans but joe mixon got two votes so we're giving it to joe mixon decided uh let's dial up simon clancy is available now let's dial him up and we'll start our defensive rookies of the year oh the music is back defensive rookie of the year paps award 
the award is technically already So there's Clancy the actually about to turn up here. Yeah, he's, he's on his way. Just tell us who your defensive rookie of the year is, and then we'll go to Clancy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Derek Barnett for this one. I obviously thought about Miles Garrett. Do you, do you mean Derek Barnett, defensive end, Philadelphia Eagles? I heard another podcast where they kept getting in trouble for not telling people who players were when they talked about them. I'm just going to assume that we have such a knowledgeable listener base that they know who that is and and they listen to me wax lyrical about the guy before the draft. So he's had a really great preseason. Looked awesome. I think he gets a lot of opportunities to get sacks in that defence and ultimately these awards are always about kind of eye-catching production and I, and I think that we will see eye-catching production from Derek Barnett and he'll win this award. Beautiful. Simon Clancy is now on the line. I'm aware that he only has a limited amount of time with us uh, and we've already said hello off air. So Clancy, just tell us who your defensive rookie of the year is going to be instead. Um, I think he'll get knocked down because of lack of numbers, but I think talent-wise, Jared Davis of uh, Detroit, Detroit Lions, has, yeah. has had a phenomenal off-season. I mean, he's a starter. He's been absolutely superb in camp. They absolutely love him. Um, I think he's going to come in and have a really big year. Uh, well, Gavin, you? I'm, I am going to go with the first homer pick of the podcast and say that Ruben Foster is going to be the defensive rookie of the year, even playing on a terrible team. Cause he's going to rack up a, ludic- a ludicrous number of tackles. Going to be racked up on that defense. How's the shoulder? Uh, apparently ready to go for week one. That's what they've claimed. Interesting. He's pre-season, so, you know, it could be all lies and bluster and nonsense, but from what we're being told, he should be good to go. Nice. I would like to remind you all of uh, of my pick last year, which was laughed out and then ended up being true. Joey Bosa. Why? I don't. You said this before. I do not remember this being laughed out. It was laughed out. Definitely laughed out. And for this year, okay, I will pick. The idea of it being laughed out is being laughed out. That's no, what's happened. Superb confidence, when He. Everybody on this conversation tells that he has no idea whether it was laughed out. <laughs> it was laughed out. Uh, so this year, uh, my rookie defensive rookie of the year will be Miles Garrett because. <laughs> well, I tell you, you can laugh at it. Sorry, I just wanted, just wanted you. No, I'm not laughing at it at all. Yeah, I just okay. wanted, for next year, you can say you all laughed at me last. Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I really like Malik Cooker in in um, Indianapolis, but I think they're going to be such a terrible team that he won't have that big of a splash. But that's kind of like my Ruben Foster theory, is that actually a defensive player on a terrible team is going to see the field a lot more, therefore have an opportunity to make more plays and therefore make more of an impression. Because it doesn't... The, these awards very rarely go to somebody who actually is consistently the best player over 16 yeah. games. But if a player has three more interceptions than any other rookie but only actually had six good games, they're more likely to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Is that fair? Yeah, 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 that's fair. I also think if they they have a splashy name or um, have oh. a high profile like TJ Watt or Miles Garrett, uh, that could be, it, that's beneficial as well. So, so if his name was Ace McPlayboy, do you think he'd win the title? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> nice. I'd vote for Ace McPlayboy, even if he didn't take a snap all year. Who wouldn't? Uh, brilliant. Superb. So I think we've ended up going for Miles Garrett there as well. So the obvious pick uh, on maybe both. I don't know if Mixon was the obvious pick. But what about... I said we're not going to really do Comeback Player of the Year because I kind of said I think it's just going to be JJ Watt. But is there anyone who's got any feelings that it's going to be someone other than that? And I'm not sure you're allowed to say Jay Cutler, Clancy. Jay Cutler? <laughs> why, oh God. Why, why is Jay Cutler going to win Comeback Player of the Year? Only because you said he couldn't win it. 
It's just been I mean, really uh, upsetting. It's it bound to be um, JJ Watt. I mean, it, quite apart from the fact that he's probably going to lead, he's probably going to be defensive MVP anyway. I mean, he's 100 percent healthy. He's you know he's going to terrorise offenses around the league. It'll be JJ Watt, 100 percent, and, and deservedly so. And hey, guess uh, guess he's what? He's also going to win NFL Man of the Year. So yeah, that means yeah. He's almost certainly going to win three awards. Yeah. yeah, see, yeah. this is it. I was going. We love a story with the comeback player of the year, and combining the fact that he's coming off that early year injury and 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 that back surgery, and then coming back and probably going to be a wrecking ball again. But the fact that he's raised what seventeen million dollars so far for the city of Houston. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, it would be bizarre to see it go to anyone else. I suspect. If um, if that team could get get a quarterback, I mean, they are as good as it gets defensively around mm-hmm. the league. They drafted a quarterback. Yeah, but <laughs> he's not going to start, and he's struggled with the the offense a little bit. I think Tom Savage will start, and Watson will. Wait, what what know. week do we think Watson will be in that side? One? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Six? I think Savage has some potential for. Remains to be seen. I mean, you, I can see Houston starting six and zero if Tom Savage scores twenty points a game. I mean, their defense is that good. So, Jags. It's, it's kind of like Denver a couple of years ago, where ultimately their defense is so good, and, and on paper it might be better than Denver's. Probably not as good in the secondary, but but better in in the front end. Um, so you're predicting a win at Patriots on week yeah, I three? Think, I think that I think that the, the they could give the Patriots some trouble even in Foxborough. I mean. They could give anybody trouble because invariably they should keep the game pretty close. Now, I do think with how much the Patriots of how different their offense is going to look now that Edelman's injured, that if if they play good teams early in the season, they could be more vulnerable than they would be later in the year. It's not the. It wouldn't be the first year that the Patriots struggle in the first month and then win the next fourteen games on the bounce. Pretty much what they do every year. So. They're a bit like Denver, Houston. They've got three legitimate starting cornerbacks. Uh, all that having lost AJ Bouet, who was arguably the best of the bunch, but you know, in Kareem Jackson, Kevin Johnson, Jonathan Joseph, they are they're stacked at corner. So you know, it's always difficult to do. It's, it's like Denver. You know, you got Chris Harris, Akeem Talib, and Bradley Roby. If you have got two good corners, then you're doing well. If you have got three, then you know you're a proper proper team. Excellent stuff. Keenan Allen, Marshawn Lynch, or others that, that yeah. if it if it wasn't for JJ Watt, would have not a chance now I asked this next one because we did it last year and previously and it's normally brought up a really good debate but uh, I haven't really researched it that heavily so uh, I'm going to go to somebody else first for the surprise all pro do you want to do the music again Ollie or should we just roll through uh, yeah, uh, yeah just a sec the surprise all pro uh, let's go to Simon first this time Simon I'm, Clancy I, I've been in the cinema all afternoon go to somebody else first <laughs> let's go to Matt Sherry I will go for the very talented edge rusher for the Minnesota Vikings called Daniel Hunter. Excellent. There was a really interesting thing with Daniel Hunter. My cousin. Uh, Yep, exactly that one. Um, Where they were talking about the fact that they're going to be playing New Orleans uh, this season. And he was saying that when Adrian Peterson was there, he was treated with kid gloves in practice so they were never actually allowed to tackle him so he's, they're playing him this week right so they were just really looking forward to to getting there and all tackling Adrian Peterson uh, I, I think that's a really interesting shout um, I, I, the only thing is I think there's a lot of good edge rushers in the league this year and he'd have to do a lot to prove that he's going to get in there above some of the splashier names 
Yeah, but the, you could kind of say that about any position, and it, it's. I think it's always easier for, to project up and coming edge rushers than it is uh, a defensive tackle, because ultimately you're always weighing against obvious production, and you need guys who are going to do eye-catching things stats-wise. So I think he has as much of a chance as anybody to get 17, 18, 19 sacks and get in the conversation. Simon Clancy, what did you say at the cinema? Oh, Logan Lucky. Oh, you weren't a fan? Not really. I go to the cinema a lot, just and days off is good to just go and... No, not for me, Clive. Oh, I was going to go see it tomorrow. Yeah, it, was, it was fine. It was fine. It's a decent story. It's slightly boringly told, and it's a hot sister. I mean, that's pretty much it. You don't need to see it now. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> no worries, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, mate. You yeah. got a surprise all no pro worry, for buddy. me as well after ruining. Really looking forward to it as well. Yeah, I really yeah. like Soderbergh. Yeah. Damn you. Okay. I mean, you might like it because you like all that Marvel crap and all that sort of stuff. So um... <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Listen, this is uh, this is totally random, and he's obviously never going to win. But Adore Jackson might set the Ooh. NFL punt return touchdown single season record. There you go. You want a surprise MVP? I'm going left of left field. I, I wanted. We wanted surprise. There you go. I mean, it's not going to happen, but you know, throw it into the mix. I like it. Any ideas, Ollie? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I was a big fan of his coming out of college, Dory Jackson. And there you go. Uh, thanks, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I think um, Aaron Ripkowski. It's <laughs> a surprise all pro at, at fullback. He, he will have put behind his uh, fumbling shame in the divisional, uh, the championship, the NFC championship game, and uh, will a full comeback. To, he will be a surprise all pro fullback. Love it. Is it is it a surprise if Russell Wilson makes an all pro quarterback? No. I, over Aaron Rodgers. Not to you, because you're the biggest Russell. In fact, we're talking, we've got the two biggest Russell Wilson fans in the world on the phone. Given that I'm about to vote him for me season's MVP, I would say no. Yeah, Russell I, Wilson's just. I, I think he's. I just think he's going to yeah, surprise media. people in terms of versus. I, he didn't have a good season last year, whether you like it or not. Versus what he'd done the previous season, he didn't stand up and and show us that he was that amazing pocket quarterback he was for what six weeks towards the end of the season before. Injured though, that ankle injury suffered in week one against the Dolphins exactly, really slowed him down, which is what makes it a surprise. And I wonder about well, somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't choose the second or third best quarterback in the NFL as a surprise. Is not he is not the second or third best quarterback. He's definitely the, the third best. Yep. If he's not the second best, he's the third best. So, all right, I'm going to take Ryan Shazier, linebacker, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice. You know, I thought this category was surprise MVP, and I've just realised it's surprise All Pro. So I'm not actually surprised at all that Adoree Jackson will make a, an All Pro as a punt returner. Yeah, he, a punt, as a punt <laughs> returner, it wasn't surprising at all. We've had a punt returner and a fullback announced yeah. this. I'm going to scrap this category unless we decide on them further in advance next year. No, I like it. I like it. I just <laughs> I was confused by the by the you know verbiage. Yeah, I'm going to take Ryan Shazier. I think I I love his talent, and he's had injury problems his first few seasons. Yeah, Steelers defense is going to take another step up this year uh, because those rookies that were so good last season are going to have had another year in the system and they've added Joe Hayden and I think he's going to have really splashy numbers at the linebacker position so that's what I'm going to take do you want to know a Ryan Shazier fact a I do I desperately trivia. do do you save this he's... podcast awards from from the doldrum his dad is the team chaplain of the Miami Dolphins there you go there you go Big a wonderful stuff. fact. A little factoid for you. 
trying to work out whether Ollie's having a conversation with someone or just staring wistfully out the door, hoping to, to leave as soon as possible. <laughs> Ollie? No, he's having a conversation. There is someone else in the room. Sorry, yeah. Fine. That Irish is here. I, I couldn't see the other person in there, and I was just very confused that you were just staring wistfully towards the door. But it's because our Irish friend Jeremy is there, and uh, Ollie is Hello, Jeremy. so unbelievably in love with him. It's, uh, you definitely can't do that. It's terrifying. <laughs> someone was just racist towards you, Jeremy. <laughs> no, they weren't. I mean, they were phobic. Irish accent is not racist, Ollie. You've been racist to be all podcast in that case with your AI man. Why I front? <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah, the lads. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question put to me? Uh, d- don't worry, we're going to move on and do the <laughs> hottest seat in the NFL. The coach who is going to go. There's the tendency in the NFL for a coach to go before the end of the season and somebody to not survive through until Black Monday. So whose seat is hot? Who is not going to be a head coach before we've even reached the end of December? I was going to ask Ollie Hunter, but he's gone back to looking at the door. So I'll go to you, Matt Sherry. Uh, it's got to be Chuck Pagano, and it's kind of the cards are stacking against him at the moment with the Andrew Luck injury, but it was borderline staggering that he held on to the job this year. So I don't see any reason for optimism as a Colts fan for the season, so you would think he could be the guy out the door. Is there kind of any element to it where you think that they've they've kept him around I, I like not necessarily because Todd Bowles is someone who jumped to my mind when I thought about it but it feels yeah, to me with, with, with Todd Bowles that that they've, they've kept him there for the year to be the scapegoat so don't get rid of him before the end of the year let him be the scapegoat at the end yeah, of the year I'm not convinced they have I mean with Pagano I, I, I always think the Colts for all the last couple of years that they've not been great I still think that they win unexpected games like I remember them winning with Hasselbeck like more games than you expected which I think plays in Dick Pagano's favour slightly because it suggests that they're well coached. But ultimately, it just hasn't gone as well as it should be going with Andrew Luck, even though there have been injury issues there. And and the the thing with Bulls ultimately is, when they've so obviously exploded the roster to the level that they have, and he had such a good first season, part of me now thinks that they've just accepted that last season was what it was and the need to rebuild from the ground up but they actually think that they have the head coach in place and I personally think that that might be an accurate viewpoint. The only thing that makes me think is that Pagano might survive is if that defence is half decent this year with them signing like what about eight new players to start on it I still don't think it's going to be but if they suddenly turn around and have a decent season that's technically what he's meant to be good at and that might just keep him around and give him another year, particularly if Andrew Luck misses mm. three or four games, obviously already missing out for week one, we've heard this week. So that's the only thing that makes me think that he might do, but I am shocked that he's still even in a job. Is, is there... Uh, sorry, Simon, Simon Clancy, thoughts? Yeah, Marvin Lewis. Oh, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Marvin Lewis. Great work, I mean, Clancy. Thanks, mate. Thanks. I mean, listen, seven... Was it seven playoff appearances? Oh, and seven in the no, playoffs. No wins. Were they six nine and one or six and ten last year? It's the final year of his contract. He's the second longest tenured head coach behind Bill Belichick. The team is on a downward swing. He's married to um, to Andy Dalton, who's a very average quarterback. He will be done by mid-season. Yeah, I, I mean, done by mid-season, maybe not, but definitely, I, I, I think he won't be a Bengals head coach next year. Amazed nobody said John Fox yet considering that the team didn't even bother telling him that they were going to draft the quarterback, having already signed a quarterback, and 
he's entering his third season at the Bears and they're in a worse position oh. than they've been at any other time he's been there. Uh, I just, I think he's gone at the end of the year, surely. To me, there are only 31 teams in the NFL. So. Uh, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, that is true. You Sorry, you never have any Bears on any list you ever write. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, any anyone backing the John Fox yeah, train? Yeah, Fox is the best show. Oh, great. Mar- Marvin Lewis could be 0-4. Could be 1-4 and by the bye week. I mean, Ravens, Texans, Packers are their opening three games. That's 0-3. But there's no danger of them firing them, is there? They'll just wait till the end of the season yeah. because they don't want to pay an interim head coach. Like, that's uh, maybe. It's going to be classic Bengals. I, I, I genuinely think that Fox is a great show. Teams have yeah, been a good show. teams have been pretty willing to pay about 18 different coaches. If you look at the Browns, the 49ers recently. Like, the Browns have got about 15 people to, on their top-end staff who are being paid from the last four years who haven't been working there for ages. Can Let's I lay out about... two, two coaches of teams who I think could be very good but are very much on the knife edge and I don't think either of them are good coaches? Please. Is this a, an um, extra category? Is this Mike like a... Malarkey. Yeah. Because yeah. I love the team and the talent but just don't think he's a good head coach. And exactly the same with Jack Del Rio. Mike Malarkey's a really interesting one because everyone doesn't seem to think Mike Malarkey's a good head coach and yet everyone kind of really fancies Tennessee to do well this year and did better last year than people expected after a bad start and yeah it's if he goes if he takes that team to the playoffs or the cusp of the playoffs again it's very difficult to fire him yeah it is but the point is that maybe the start one and five when everybody thinks this is the year the breakthrough I mean you've seen it happen before and I mean the Raiders for me are and we'll get onto it later, potentially, if we talk about any divisions. But they're very much a team who are on the precipice of either being brilliant or I could easily see them finishing six and ten. Shall I, shall I tell you a couple of coaches who I don't think are very good either? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy with this. Great, go for it. Um, I think Sean Payton's massively overrated. I know he's yeah, won a yeah. Super Bowl, but I think he's mailed it in the last few years. I think what he did for that city when he first came oh, in, yeah, and they were, that's, he was always, <laughs> he, you know, has as much rope as he ever wants in New Orleans. But you're absolutely right. They've done nothing to improve a bad team in the last three years. Three, seven, Jim and nine. Caldwell. Yeah. Jim Caldwell, Detroit. Oh, Not, yeah. But Caldwell no. always seems to pull out decent seasons which I never really yeah. understand that's, I mean, that's the thing no one, none of us are inspired by Jim Caldwell and yet he has taken some pretty terrible teams to either the playoffs or at least the cusp of the playoffs the, um, mm. the other guy and, and this Bill is, O'Brien is another guy <laughs> no well, Bill O'Brien's one of the best six or seven coaches <laughs> in the NFL sorry has anyone got a fishing rod <laughs> oh, no, he's not very good Bill O'Brien's done the last three years is, is a top five job of any coach in that you must you must have loved the job Brian Dable did on Saturday night obviously no not not really it's really good it's one of those things but um, on the I think I've got one I've got one (laughs) who did you uh, who did you say first Clancy that was Peyton and then um, Caldwell Peyton's the classic just look at once look after one side of the ball which brings me to something I spotted on Hard Knocks earlier on Oh, I thought you were going to say something you spotted in Green Bay, but carry on. Which was Derek Cutter, at one point, like, vilifying the offence during practice, uh, during a joint practice, and he, he just lines up the whole team. He's like, I have no idea how the defence did yet. <laughs> yeah. but the offense. And I was just thinking, you're the head coach. 
No, but the you first really sco- the first idea. don't go against that wasn't it that that was a jo- uh, practice against and uh, the which one was that was did they go to watch where did they go? Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So surely he was only watching the offense against the Jacksonville defense. So yeah, but but surely he should then also have been watching his defense whenever they were on the field. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But he's one of these who calls players as a head coach, and then those guys invariably forget about the other side of the ball which is what Peyton's done the last three years in New Orleans. And a head coach needs to be a head coach. They, they can't be the de facto offensive coordinator and then keeping an eye on the defence. I mean, it can work in some situations if your defensive coordinator is so good to make it work. And maybe Mike Smith is that guy in Tampa. But you, you, you ideally want a head coach who is overseeing the whole team. Here's another coach whose in-game management is absolutely terrible. Andy Reid. <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Overrated, Mike Tomlin. Overrated. Overrated. So uh, we've just slated like 80% of the coaches in the NFL. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the NFL does have a massive coaching problem in that this is why the Patriots have been so good recently because there's hardly any head coaches who can even hold a candle to Belichick. And it's getting worse every season. In Carl Shanahan, I trust. He could be one of the good ones. Adam Gaze is definitely one of the good ones as well. Love Adam Gaze. Uh, what do we fancy? League MVP this year. We're moving on to the next award because otherwise we're going to talk about coaches for the next hour. And I'm aware that Simon Clancy needs to go to Sainsbury's before it shuts. So, <laughs> League MVP. Are you going for a big shop or just go to your local? To it's get a some fairly big shop. shop. No, a, no, I'd put that off. I'd go to the 24 hour garage if I needed to. Fine. This is right. a big shop. I, I, I appreciate that's that's the level of dedication to this podcast. Is I'm it? all over it. I'm all about the podcast. <laughs> you put off a small shop to go to the 24 hour garage, but <laughs> a medium to big shop. Yeah, Not happening. Exactly. Best time to shop now. Uh, absolutely, which is why I went to the cinema earlier because otherwise the traffic would have been bad. And that going to the cinema earlier is the best time to go to the cinema. Always because it's empty. Empty, not full of people. It's the worst. I hate people. Oh, da worse. These people who work in the media, these executives, swanning oh around on their days, just going to the cinema, doing no work. I played golf this morning. <laughs> of course you did. There <sighs> we did. go. Uh, who is going to be... Should we get back onto the awards and play the music again, Ollie? Yes. Just to make sure that we're still going on the scene. And I was very specific about this one in the email last year after I got in trouble... The league MVP is going to be Ollie Hunter. Sorry, what, what's that mean? Last year I got in trouble for saying the MVP and they went, oh, I thought you meant the Super Bowl MVP. So who's the league MVP going oh, no, to no, be no, this year? And you can't, you can't say Dwayne Allen. <laughs> <laughs> the league MVP. Uh, I think it's Tom Brady. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want it to be. No one wants it to be apart from Sherry. By the way, Matt Sherry, um, because I'm incredibly lazy and I haven't done any laundry yet, I am right now wearing, and Ollie can take a photo to prove it, a shirt with Atlanta 28, New England 3 on it, first and goal, two minutes eight of the third quarter left. Really? That's sensational. Uh, our uh, our um, commissioner in our live draft in the in fantasy that we did yesterday is a massive Falcons fan, and so to troll him, we all bought these T-shirts. <laughs> really? And I'm just wearing it again today. Because I'm too lazy and I might put on a wash well, today. It's currently drying. Uh, Sherry, do you disagree with Tom Brady? Yeah, I think Russell Wilson's going to win it. Oh, there we go. And, and I'm, I, 
I am as confident as you can be about something that's so wide open as well. He shed some weight in the off season. He's going to be awesome this year. Just, just book it. Yeah, he's got married to Ciara. They're having a kid. Are you concerned about the lack of talent on the perimeter? Sorry. Are you not concerned about the talent on the perimeter? I mean, Doug well, not really, because he seems to like this receiving corps more than any he's ever had, and I think there's some chemistry there. I think it's good enough now. They, they need to get Tyler Lockett working out at some point, so it's kind of a projection on that. But I, I like the receiving corps more than I have in mm. recent years. I don't love it, but I just love Wilson. I think he's amazing. I think Jimmy Graham will finally be the guy that he should be in Seattle and I just think he'll have a he'll have a massive season. I've got a really good I, I've got a really good feeling about Jimmy Graham this year. I still don't hold Russell Wilson in the same esteem as you two. I still think oh, that he leaves I'm sorry, but he still <laughs> leaves a ridiculous number of open throws on the field and he still scrambles earlier than he needs to. There's a lot of times I know I he's got a terrible I offensive line. Before the snabbish, that was my offensive line. That's though. that's fair, but he sees ghosts and there are a lot of times and it's not a stat which is like much advertised, but there are a lot of times that there will be a wide open guy and Russell Wilson won't see him because he's scrambled too early. I'm not you saying he's not a, he's not a top if he was behind a good offensive line, great, but he's not. Justin Justin Britt is the centre, yeah? Their long snapper is Tyler Ott. Tyler Ott should be the centre only because it would give Wilson more space to, uh, uh, you know, essentially stand where the punter is so that he doesn't get knocked on his ass every single time he has to throw the ball. He's a, he's a great quarterback, but you, you two just being like, he's at least the third, if not second best quarterback in the I mean, NFL. This level absolutely. of excitement that you bang on about every year. Rogers, Brady, Wilson. All those three. There you go. He definitely isn't top two, but he definitely is top three. Yep. Nailed it. So third. I'm starting to... I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we get to is, New Orleans, we're going to throw you in the levy if you don't agree. Is there, is there anyone else who... Uh, I'd, I'd go in the levy. That sounds like fun. Is there anyone else who, like, uh, the overall quality of quarterback play... This year, this has only really been highlighted to me when we were looking at, A, the Matthew Stafford deal, and B, fantasy, is that it feels like the very worst it's been in the last... 10, 15 years. There's no... Like, once you're past the top two, three, four, five guys, you're having to kind of throw in, like... I mean, Drew Brees is probably on the edge of that, but he's now at a point where he can't throw the ball more than about eight yards anymore. You know, is Philip Rivers still up there? Are any of the younger guys, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Cam Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, all of these guys, none of them have lived up to what we're expecting. Matt Ryan is the only guy who's gone up in my estimation in the last three years. It's hard to say he hasn't lived up to expectation when he went to the Super Bowl and won league MVP. I mean, he had a down year last year and he was injured. I mean, that's a difficult call. But you you look at Dak Prescott, Stafford, Rodgers, Andrew Luck, you know, has looked significantly better. Brady, Eli Manning. Um, I just, I feel like, I, like when I was looking at, it, I feel like with Russell the, Wilson, with, Winston, between Kirk these is a good quarterback. Early season and off-season injuries we've had to the likes of the Lux and the Newtons and the people of the world. There's the only fact- one Luck. And there's only one new. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the the kind of You've got yeah. to nip that in the bud because I hate it when people do that. Yeah, I, and actually it's I do the, as well. And I don't know why worst. I did it. I don't hate do myself. It. You've done I it before. Myself. You've done it recently, I, and I'm I didn't sorry. like it. I hate myself. But then you see, like, and I'm not saying Eli Manning was ever elite, but you see the kind of the fact that Eli and Drew Brees and these guys are on the the downward slope of their career in a very obvious way. I just I I feel like we're in for the worst season of of quarterback play we've had in a while. I think you're wrong. My main theory on this is that Brady and Manning were so transcendently good 
and Rodgers has followed on that path as well that they've set a high bar that people assume is the norm because those two guys came together and for a decent while you had the three of them together and, and that never really happens what really happens is you get one or two guys like that in a generation and at the minute we've got two active and, and in my opinion and Wilson a third who will be in that mix and then you're going to get a lot of guys below them and this is what Roethlisberger has been in his career and other guys like that who are really up and down. So Matt Ryan, we're seeing that now. Cam Newton, we're seeing that now. There's, there's so two me, guys. absolutely the norm of what you see at any I mean, era. I, I, there's I two guys from the it. same draft in Winston and Mariota who yeah, I mean, Mariota could make an unbelievable step. Like, they could get into that top five, six, seven conversation this year with a good year. Without them. I mean, you look at Carr, Wentz, Luck, Dak Prescott, Winston, Mariota... Potentially Deshaun Kaiser, potentially Deshaun Watson, potentially Jared Goff. Do you know what I mean? All of a sudden, and then you throw in the mix, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Luke Falk. I mean, the, the quarterback class next year is absolutely rammed. I think there's the, you know, I think it, the, the evolution of excellent quarterback play is coming. So I, I think it's a little harsh to say that we, you know, we're kind of top heavy and there's nothing else. Yeah, I'm with you. Maybe, maybe I'm just really not excited to watch the likes of Andy Dalton, Alex Smith and Jay Cutler continue but to... you mentioned Andy Dalton. Like, the, the Stafford one's interesting. If you compare their two numbers, they are almost identical. Just, just for people Also, to... stop, stop being racist yeah. against Cutler. <laughs> um, <laughs> Russell Wilson, we've had Tom Brady. Uh, what what we say in Simon Clancy? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'll go with you, Rodgers. Not even up for discussion. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to be better this year? The Packers going to be, and I know saying better when, the way he played in the second half, I was after that Falcons game. The Falcons game, was that week six, week seven? We did, it was the one that was on the night when yeah. we were at the uh, Bloomsbury Bowl Lanes for our party. And you lost, Ollie, but you lost in a spectacular, ridiculous yeah. shootout loss. Yeah. Yeah. He was so good from sort of that point onwards when he started to get back in rhythm, started to actually... Do, when Mike McCarthy started calling the plays, funnily enough, it's almost like Aaron Rodgers doesn't respect anyone other than Mike McCarthy and so doesn't stay in rhythm for anyone else. But when he does it, he is the best. I think he's got an excellent offensive line, a really good, you know, I know they lost a couple of players, but, you know, Bakhtiari is, you know, the best left tackle in the NFL, not called um, Tyron Smith. Belaga's back, they just gave Corey Lindsay a very new contract. Uh, caveat there. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Lane no, Taylor, no. they just gave a new contract. The running back situation, they've got sorted out with Ty Montgomery. Jamal, they drafted Jamal Williams, who's a really good player. Receivers are fit and healthy. Martellus Bennett's going to be huge for them. So, you know, defensively, they look, you know, Kenny Clark's developing into a monster on that pack of defensive line. Um, and then on the back end, they brought in 640 different corners and defensive backs. Davon House is back. Josh Jones, Kevin King. Quentin Rollins is healthy. Damaris Randall is healthy. Clinton Dix is superb. Morgan yep, Burnett is yep, superb. Yep. Nadarius Gunter is still there. I mean, well, I think Rogers. Green Bay have got a really good team. I can Here we go, right all in on the Packers. I really could. Uh, so basically, what we've said is that the league MVP is going to be between one of the top three quarterbacks. Yeah, reckon. Yeah. This is this is bold stuff, guys. We've really put ourselves out on a limb. I'm enjoying it. Um, can what we? Did you go for well? Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well done. Oh, you're really pushing the boat out there. <laughs> <Yeah, well done. laughs> because won England. I had to split one of them, people. Yep, Rashford. If, if you want a timeline of when we started, oh, I was slagging off Rashford earlier as well. I've really balled this up. Ludicrous. Uh, like if it was my job. You can slag um, off Hart, though. It's still rubbish. Great. It's Good almost like you were for Talksport. 
Hello. Uh, you, you are also you are aware that Marcus Rashford was horrendously at fault for the for the uh, the opening goal, though. Oh, yeah, you can slag him off for his part in that, but I thought you meant generally slagging him off. Right? I'm not. I'm not getting into a Marcus Rashford conversation with uh, the man. Well, I actually, do you know what? Let's not bring up a, a two year old Twitter conversation where you called Chris Smalling a. World class defender. World class defender. That's Sherry's very own Dwayne Allen moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> Brilliant, Ollie. You're welcome. Um, we, I, I'm aware of the Sainsbury shop, so we've got two more awards to get through. Uh, the bold, a bold prediction you genuinely believe in. I, I want. Uh... That was abrasive yep. and crazy loud. Sorry. Uh, I want from each of you something that you think is going to happen in the NFL this season that's ridiculous, but you actually genuinely think is going to happen. And I don't care who starts. You pick between you. You pick. You start. Okay, I can start. Yeah, yeah, you start for once. Uh, all right. Uh, the Dallas... Sorry. The Dallas Cowboys will not make the playoffs. That's, come on, mate, that's not bold. Yeah, I'm not convinced they will either. I mean, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that they will. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, well no, uh, one, no one has thought that. When They've I lost at, their lead rusher, I went into I went into lost uh, their defense. My my of... kind of plan was I went into a lot of the other kind of expertise season predictions and looked at people's playoff predictions, and the Cowboys were in. I'd say ninety eight percent of them, at least as a wild card, if not as a divisional winner. I think that the Giants will win that division, and I think that the so Cowboys are still will miss on, out the, on the on the on the non bold stuff. I'm doing it. It's happening. I'm saying that the Cowboys <laughs> aren't going to the playoffs. <laughs> I, the Cowboys are going to have a losing record this year. Is it? Quite let's possible. predict what everybody else kind of thinks as well. Yes, this exactly. The, this All right, Ollie, uh, you give us your bold prediction. I then. think the Browns will be at least five hundred. Yeah, I was, that was going to be my prediction as well. Whoa, the Browns man. will win uh, as many games as they lose. Yeah, as at least I, they they could even be nine and seven. Whoa! I think the Browns have got a really good chance this year. I'd love that they've gone all in on Kaiser. That offensive line's great. Um... <sighs> The the wide well, I, I love the fact they've got uh, Njoko at tight end. It's a big out, big out for for Kaiser. Outlet, an outlet, yeah, but an outlet for Kaiser. They love Isaiah Crowell. Isaiah Crowell's decent. Duke Johnson is, is his backup. Um, Corey Coleman's in there. I, I like the Browns' defense. I think they could be at least eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. And I think that's bold enough for you, sir. I'll take it. That's because not I... a Cowboys won't make the playoffs. Poor. I kind of just wanted to wind Rich Graves up because I knew he'd be listening to it from abroad. You've kind of ruined it for me. Now, very sad. Well, I think he'll be wounded up that everyone knows that the Cowboys won't make the playoffs. <laughs> Williams is a receiver to look out for the Browns. He was a uh, he was a kid that, that was with the Seahawks and was phenomenal for the Seahawks in uh, for an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, was really good for the Seahawks and they cut him surprisingly on uh, cut down day. Richard Sherman took to social media saying how ridiculous it was that he'd been cut. Apoplectic Seattle fans. Um, Browns picked him up, as you'd expect the, the very first team with the ability to uh, actually pick up players would do. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's made that roster. I think he'll be uh, one of those kind of unsung heroes that, that Deshaun Ooh. Kaiser will really like. I am banking that for the waiver wire. Simon, you, you, you were going with the Browns are going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Did you have anything else I you was, want to throw in I, there? I'll tell you what, uh, Sean McVay will be coach of the year. Oh, how good a play does he have to get out of Jared Goff to be coach of the year? I think he has to make push the playoffs. I think it just just turn that moribund franchise around. He's just a really interesting guy, a really good coach. I love the way he dealt with the Mike Mart stuff the other day. 
Um, if you watch the MMQB kind of video thing that they did, that kind of the day in the life of his, and you saw the kind of the end of all or nothing, he, he's got that kind of, you know, I'm going to moan on about Alan Gase, but he's got that kind of Gase. You, you kind of want to play for these guys, and uh, I, I'm a big fan of McVeigh. As, as, as uh, when you've got a guy yeah. who's that much of an offensive coach and he goes and gets the, 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 the as he's been described in the last couple of days, the Mr. Fix-It of NFL defences in Wade Absolutely. Phillips. Um, Absolutely. They need to get Aaron Donald back in the building and playing. Uh, I think they will. (laughs) Um, If they get Aaron Donald back and playing ready for this weekend um, and Wade Phillips can do what he does with a a front, then the Rams have every opportunity. 49ers still aren't going to be a good team this year, um, which is fine. It's a transitional year. Nobody is necessarily expecting them to be. Um, The Cardinals are a team who seem to be on the wane rather than on the way up. So the Rams have a chance of being competitive in actually what's an incredibly top-heavy division with Seattle. So, But you um, look, I mean, you look at that receipt, you know, he's got Todd Gurley coming wins. back. Tavon Austin, Pharaoh Cooper, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby at tight end. I mean, they've got some decent talent there. The, the interesting thing for me on, on him as well is I spoke to Kirk Cousins on the uh, NFL UK two of us one kind of sat behind the scenes on that for a couple of days and um, clang. And, and massively like I've never heard anybody speak better about the person and than you <laughs> uh, no um, and to read between the lines he saw a lot more of him than he thinks of his current head coach I will uh, just throw it to you quickly because I'm very aware Simon Clancy's got to go. So, Sherry didn't have his one. Matt Sherry, what was your bold prediction that you actually believe? I didn't even see this topic, but I genuinely believe, and this doesn't mean I think they'll win the Super Bowl, that the Patriots will be unbeaten in the regular season. Oh, That's not bold oh, enough. Get out. That's get out. nowhere near bold enough. Really? If my Cowboys won't go to the playoffs, it wasn't bold enough. Yours isn't bold enough. Fine. Let's uh, let's go to right. So the next one, the AFC title game, the NFC title game, the Super Bowl, and the winner. We just want you to predict the final four teams and the eventual Super Bowl winner. Um, I was going to do a surprise playoff teams as well. I wish I'd put that in there now because there's some really interesting conversations. Let's just do one off the cuff. No, no, because Simon Clancy's going off. So Simon Clancy, who's going to be in your AFC title game, your NFC title game, your Super Bowl and winner? And the big question is, will Simon Clancy pick the Dolphins for a third year in a row? I think the (laughs) AFC title game, now the NFC title game will be between Green Bay and Seattle, which is also the first game in week one. And I think the AFC title game will be between the Patriots and, I was going to say the Raiders, it sucks. Uh, go on, come back to me and say. Yeah, but the whole point of us coming to you was so you could leave no. after you'd given yours. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, fine. Super Bowl? Uh, New England against... We're never going to know. Because Green Bay. Could you, could you mark the time down on that so we can figure out what on earth just happened? You just said Green Bay. I was going... Green Bay. And who's going to win? Green Bay. Green Bay, your Super Bowl 52 champions. Yeah. Uh, just checking. So, Clancy, thank you for joining us. Go and get your Sainsbury shop done. We will round off the rest of the awards without you. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Jim. Ciao. Uh, Dit- uh, you may as well come to me. Yeah. Ditto, Clancy. All of it. Exactly all of it. Exactly that. I've written it down. Exactly that. Wow. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. That's just what I think will happen. 
My here's my only thing with the Steelers. The Steelers have to start really strong and get home field advantage at least until the championship game. I'm not convinced that Ben Roethlisberger's heart is in it anymore, and yeah. I'm also not convinced he is what he was as a player either. So I'm, I don't I'm know about that because I think Ben Roethlisberger's got better and better. I think the last two seasons he wasn't good. Have been last his... year, well, no, he wasn't good last year. Really the two seasons before that, yeah, he was good. Season. All right. The two seasons before that, he so, was good, and so, then he had a, a massive downturn uh, last season. On the road last year, so you are going to take Sherry the Patriots and the. So I, I am going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers. I love that. I had the Los Angeles Chargers the down in my FC title game originally, and I kind of ummed and ahed over it for a bit. Uh, it's kind of. I feel like it's got to happen now or never. Almost not quite that, but Philip Rivers. I'd love for him to go to a Super Bowl. Big Phil, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to the Super Bowl, but an AFC Championship game will be a nice little renaissance for him. And I, I just think the charges it. I mean, they've been so unlucky the last two seasons. And, and I've mentioned earlier, I genuinely believe the Raiders could be the biggest disappointment of the season. And I think they could finish third in that division because Kansas City will always be fairly solid. And, and I'd... I'd the other teams I'd think about picking are the Houston Texans and, and, and the Titans. For me, are the three that I would I would go for. And that, that, See, the amazing more... thing is there, Sherry, if the Texans had any of the other quarterbacks, they could yeah, be definitely... they could have won the Super Bowl, could win they'd the Super Bowl. Be the, the favourites to get out of the yeah. AFC, wouldn't I, they? I think, I think my problem with any of the teams coming out of the, the... The reason I like the AFC South pick is that you've still got to play... You get to play the Colts and the Jaguars. That's four wins a year, or should be if you're a good team. Uh, my concern for a team like the Chargers is that if they're going to get in, even as division champions, they're going to be doing it on the road past week one. And I don't think that that's what we want. I, I, I know people are going to be funny about seeing a playoff game in a stadium that only holds 30,000 people. But that AFC West is so good this year, uh, even with the Raiders maybe think, being think, a bit disappointing. I think Denver could take a big step back this year. I, I still think they won't. I still think the defence is too good. They've got three great corners. I think the fact that Shane Ray's out for the first six weeks is an issue because it genuinely was looking like he wasn't going to be DeMarcus Ware, but he was going to step up in that role in his what third season in the league. But, uh, yeah, I... I don't know. I, 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 between the Chargers and the Chiefs for the AFC West for me at the moment. Um, so who's your NFC game? Um, Atlanta against Seattle. Nice. And then your Super Bowl? Seattle, Patriots. Oh. And I think Seattle will win. Will's favourite Super Bowl. If I've got to go to a Seattle Patriots Super Bowl for two out of four I've been to. Can I just say, Will? You, you might, might just not you turn might up. You that from the idea of which teams you like. But if it's anything like the previous... That was an unbelievable game. But even the regular season game last year was awesome. Like, ended with the Patriots seven points behind on the five-yard line, needing a touchdown to to make it level. They generally produce great games, so I think it will be a great game again. Yeah, 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 you're probably right. I feel like no one's taken anything a bit bit more out there. I think the I think the charges for the think, yeah. AFC Championship games out there. I nearly took the Buccaneers to get to the NFC as well, but I just think I we, we both that. we both did that last year, didn't we? We both took the Buccaneers. Oh no, we talked about taking the Buccaneers and then both plumped for the Bears. <laughs> I just remembered that. Ignore absolute, everything we've said in these absolute situations. Absolute clowns. Will Gavin, well, who's your four? I I just don't want to. I want to be the only person that doesn't take the Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
decided. The only way that happens is if they don't get home field advantage. And the only way that happens is if they're going to the Steelers because I don't see the AFC Westerners, or maybe to the Texans, but that means the Titans won't be very good. And I really like the Titans this year. So I think Steelers over Patriots on the banks of the Three Rivers, and then Roethlisberger will retire in a blaze of glory in the Super Bowl, beating... The Seattle Seahawks, who overcame the Atlanta Falcons in the championship game. No, that's the championship game you picked. No, I'm still going with it. I think the Falcons won't have a big step back this year. Um, Sarkeesian basically looked like he was calling uh, Shanahan's playbook in the preseason. We know they can run that really well. I think, I think the Falcons, I mean, if it wasn't for the Seahawks getting Sheldon Richardson, I was... I was massively tempted to pick yeah, the Falcons I, I, to win I, it all. I tweeted at the time with Sheldon Richardson. That changed my Super Bowl pick. But I'm not sure. I, 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 is that enough when Sheldon Richardson's a guy who maybe playing for Pete Carroll, he'll finally buck his ideas up because he's all been talent, but without the attitude. And we, we'll have already talked about this in the news, which we haven't recorded yet. So it's all a bit, we've all got a bit uh, um, Twilight zone here, but... The, Boom or bust, I would say, because he's perfect for Seattle in that they let guys be guys and, and kind of have that competitiveness. But ultimately, he's a bit of an arsehole and Seattle are going to let him do that more than another team would. So that can work either way, but he is in a contract year. So you would think he's going to have to play. He's you'd, 28. You'd hope he was going to do something. But with the Falcons, I think the situation for them, I think their offense will drop off from last year. It's ridiculous to any time that a team goes on a, a tear like that to think that there won't be a little step back when they lose their coordinator. But I actually think their young defense, you saw yeah, what they did for two and a half quarters against the Patriots. And honestly, I think that it was tiredness over quality that was the issue because they took so many snaps um, I, I think they will m- meet them in the middle. They will come up to in order to restore their play. Uh, I think that's gone through all of our awards. Well done, gentlemen. Um, we're going to pick some surprise playoff teams. Yeah. Let's pick some surprise. Well, the LA Chargers were going to be my not quite surprise playoff team because they've become a bit of a hipstery pick. But I think people still, they have been bad. They've only had nine wins over the last two seasons. And I think a team who have been in that situation, even with the injuries they've had, it's still somewhat surprising if they make the playoffs out of a really good AFC West. Um, beyond that, who else do people fancy? Uh, are the Vikings a surprise if I said that I genuinely think they'll win the division? It's a surprise if you think they genuinely will win the division over the Packers, yeah. But I think that they're not that, that surprising for a wild card team. I think the NFC is really strong, though. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, you, I look at the NFC now, and I think there's, I think there's genuinely three teams in the East who could easily get to the playoffs. I think there's four teams in the South who could get to the playoffs. I think there's two in the North, but then Detroit have threatened it. Did they get there last year? Detroit got there last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, they did, the year yeah. before, I think. And then the West is is basically Seattle. But then, I mean, Arizona is still only two years removed from the championship game. Honey Badger's healthy again, and ultimately, it's kind of a last ride for the three oldies in in Fitzpatrick and Fitzpatrick. No, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick in Palmer, Fitzgerald, and um, and Arian. So. They've got a chance. So I just think there's, there's a huge number of teams that are in the mix, and that makes it really difficult to guarantee anybody a wild card spot. What we're saying is it's an incredibly open NFL this year, and that makes it very exciting. Absolutely. Brilliant. Apart from the AFC. Anyone you want to throw in there, Ollie, just to. Washington. I think Washington. 
Washington. We've looked so bad. I know you shouldn't read into no, preseason. Exactly. You shouldn't read into preseason. I, I think Washington could do something. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Dallas or the Eagles in that division. I think the Giants will win it. So Washington, for me, I think could do something. And if I pick a surprise one in the AFC, uh, the... The Browns, if they're going to win more than eight games. Eight, eight, eight and eight, nine natural. and seven. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with Colin Kaepernick leading. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Great. Yeah. The AFC. Maybe the Dolphins. I, I think I think the I genuinely think the Eagles could win the East. But they, what, through defence? Through a combination of everything, which is Carson Wentz getting better. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in Wentz getting better. I think he regressed at the back end of last season. Yeah, but they, they, they lost they lost Lane Johnson. I think if the offensive line's healthy, he showed enough. And there's a lot of the evaluators around the NFL absolutely love the guy. So there's got to be something in that in terms of something they're seeing that maybe you're not seeing. And, and, and I think the defence has potential to be absolutely phenomenal. So they, they for me, have every chance. And, and I, I do think Eli Manning is completely shot. So I think no matter how many weapons they have, they could encounter problems fairly quickly in, in New York. Jen, should we preview Thursday night football? Because we actually have real, actual, real football starting in just two days time and it is the traditional season kickoff of the well, traditional apart from that one year in Baltimore that was a bit weird but in that the it will be the Super Bowl champions starting at home and the team being fed to the New England Patriots is the Kansas City Chiefs and I really do mean fed to because even though I do like the Chiefs and I like Andy Reid and I I, I think they're a team who they're, they're a team who seem to get 12 wins every year no matter what they do uh, just in Houston coming back. There's lots of things to be positive with about the Chiefs this season. I just think the Patriots at home in the opener with all the roster changes that they've made that look so positive this year, uh, they're going to start off 1-0. You would think so, but as a fan of kind of good games, the, the things to pin your hopes on, uh, I think the Chiefs have the best record in the NFL from like mid-2005 to now in terms of games won and lost so that's a positive Andy Reid is also notoriously good at preparing a team coming off a bye week now you kind of get that with it being the first game of the season more time to prepare he's also very good on in, in the first game of the season so and the Patriots as I've said to, on this podcast a million times before particularly on defence before they kind of get the guys together and figure out what they're doing for the season. They do look at every year as a new year, so they expand the pre-season in their own mind to the first few weeks for evaluation, and that's something that is kind of commonly known. So I think if there's a time to catch the Patriots, it's early, and I think the Chiefs have some ingredients that mean they'll always be competitive in this type of game. So it could be a good game. I think the potential lack of pass rush in New England could prove to be a problem with... The Chiefs have a decent line. They also have Travis Kelsey, who's developed himself into an excellent blocking tight end, as well as a, a, a receiver as well. We are all want to see what we're going to see out of Kareem Hunt, mainly because most of us have probably drafted him in some fantasy league or another. And plus what Tyreek Hill's going to do as a feature receiver rather than a returner and a guy at the backfield. Uh, I, I think they've got enough on offense to score points and keep hold of the ball and keep the defense on the field, which is the other kind of key. I, I, 
I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't. You're saying that that uh, Andy Reid is the guy for the best guy off the bye week, etc. But also give Bill Belichick seven or eight months to prepare for yeah, a, a game, and, and you, you expect him to be able to game plan for a team. And the Chiefs haven't changed enough that they're going to look hugely different this year. I think they're slightly weaker at corner. They're better at pass rush because they've got players back and fit. I, overall, I, it, yeah, I, I'm struggling to see beyond a Patriots the, the, win. The I huge, really am. The, the huge caveat to everything I've just said is that the Patriots have the most talented roster in the league with probably the best quarterback in the league and definitely the best head coach in the league. So, Chiefs, uh, I, just so you know, against the uh, the spread, just looking at a, a better thing, the, the, the Patriots are minus nine on the spread and actually the Chiefs are against the spread on the road last season. Perfect. So... Uh, you expect that actually they can keep it within a touchdown or so, which honestly is all I want. We've gone however many months now, seven and a bit months, without football. I just want a good, close game that's going to get me excited and keep me awake till 4.30 in the morning for the first game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely be awake, obviously, but for the neutral, that's absolutely the dream scenario. Has Ollie got any uh, thoughts to weigh in on this? You often find shocks in sport, in life. You know? <laughs> I didn't expect... <laughs> very, very philosophical. Luxembourg, they held yeah. France. They were in France. One on. 42. Win that game. Yeah. Um, I believe that we will see another shock to ruin everybody's coupons, to, to down all of those people that thought that they would go unbeaten throughout the league throughout the season I say the Chiefs win like it Ollie I really do uh, why not you've got to put these things out there man this whole this whole show has been a bit kind of like oh this is going to happen this is definitely <laughs> I think the Chiefs could do something you mean our prediction show has been a little bit heavy on prediction yeah yeah so <laughs> I predict that the Chiefs will beat New England Patriots in Foxborough, and I'm 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 happy about it. I'm 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 a big big fan of this. I'm a big big fan. Uh, right, uh, just to to finish off, uh, uh, what I would like Matt to Sherry. do, though, oh, on. What I would like to do, though, Matt Sherry, is if you could just remind me how I changed my pick on Gridiron-Magazine.com/slash the Predictor Game uh, because I think I've picked the Patriots to win that. <laughs> Um, you can just go in and if you go on on the result picker section of the site, yeah. your picks will be there, you change the pick, you press submit. It'll generate you a new graphic that you can then tweet out again and say, I've changed the picks, here are new ones. All right, perfect, thanks. Mate. Beautiful. Matt Sherry, any final thoughts from you? That I'm very, very tired after a 13-hour day that tells me the season is definitely here but unbelievably excited. Yeah! Woo-hoo! Beautiful. Matthew Sherry, thank you to you for joining us. Uh, Ollie Hunter, any final thoughts from you? Uh, no, I'm, I don't. Just loving life at the moment. Good man. Dude. Good man. Yeah. Right, just to remind you any guys... Any final thoughts from as you? Well, uh, well um, just, just to remind you guys as well of something we're doing at Gridiron. If you fancy yourself as an NFL punter, you can put your money where your mouth is and potentially win life-changing sums with SpreadX's NFL Super Challenge. Across the UK, millions of people play a variety of Premier League fantasy, NFL fantasy football, but there is nothing specific for the British-based NFL fans. In terms of purely UK contests, the choices are pretty limited, with just sports spread betting firm SpreadX providing any outlet in the shape 
in the shape of their NFL Super Challenge. Entrants pay a fee of £250 per team to join, maximum of two teams per person. And the top 7.5% at the end of the regular season land big cash prizes. Last year's prize pool totaled £44,000, shared across 16 people, with the overall winner scooping a satisfying twenty. £1,000 this year's competition is now open for entries and the firm is anticipating that they'll have even more than last season. It's based on entrants picking five matches each week to try and beat the Spreadex line or the handicap. And you can do it with friends. You can split it between five of you, ten of you, whatever you want to do in order to get involved. So it's kind of a high-risk, high-reward way of getting involved. Head to gridiron-magazine.com to find more information. Beautiful. So thank you very much for listening, as always. What we will be doing is on Friday... After Thursday Night Football, we'll be doing a review of Thursday Night Football and potentially looking forward to Friday Night Football as well, depending on what happens with that Buccaneers-Dolphins game. But then we'll be then looking forward to the rest of the weekend's game. We'll be doing our picks. Get your picks in at gridiron-magazine.com to do your pick and game there and then tweet out your link and check out what we're doing and all the other people who are getting involved. Good luck if you've still not drafted in your fantasy drafts yet. Thank you very much for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show.